Good morning, loves, and welcome to the fifth episode of this pre-podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the collateral beauty. I hear it's calling again, So, the other day I rewatched this movie called The Collateral Beauty by David Franco. I watched it when I was younger, and I did like it, but after several breakups, some funerals, most of my best days and worst days, yeah, you know, just after having experienced more of life itself, this film really struck as lightning. And I feel like I finally understood the depth of the message. After rewatching it, I feel like I completely missed the point the first time. But that is also part of the beauty of life. Last time it gave me a good watch. This time it has given me a name to describe a passing feeling, a really specific moment in time that happens every once in a while that I have been trying to find a name for. In this movie... There is this quote when a woman sits outside the hospital room while her daughter is getting unplugged from life support. And an older woman sits down beside her and says the absurdity of Just make sure you notice the collateral beauty. Make of that what you will. The quote gave me chills. And not in a bad way, more in a I feel so connected to the universe and just about everything type of way. This thing called the collateral beauty has been with me through every breakup and horrible day, even through every trauma, really. And this feeling that I often described as bittersweet before getting a word for it is just about the essence of life. Some days ago, one of my big inspirations, Bionatico, died. In 1992, he quit his corporate job, flew to India and ended up becoming a Buddhist forest monk in Thailand. He stayed until 2006 and since then he has become a well-known author, motivational speaker and meditation guide, among so many other things. Natiko, the name he was given as a monk, means the one who grows in wisdom. If you want to read or listen to his best-selling book, search for Natiko, spelled N-A-T-T-H-I-K-O. Wherever his soul is now, I hope it is doing well. He deserves all the good in the world for his kind heart. When I heard about his passing, I called my father to see how he was doing. He and Bjorn were old friends and still met with a group from back then to do this whole Scandinavian sauna ritual once every year. And what my father told me was that through the sadness and sorrow there was this glimpse of light. And more than anything, it made him think about how thankful he was for all the times that he had dared to say yes in his life when the easier choice was to say no. In his gymnasium years, he suddenly got asked to be the drummer for this younger band, and through the members of that band, he met Björn Natiko. The name of the band became Kattegat, same as the sea between Denmark and Sweden. He would never have been in that sauna discussing life itself once a year if it wasn't for meeting all of those people. He wouldn't have met all of those people if it wasn't for Kattegat. The band wouldn't have formed if it wasn't for my father saying yes to being their drummer. 
and he wouldn't have been asked if it wasn't for his interest in congas. And those congas wouldn't even have been in Sweden if it wasn't for him deciding to bet on his future and ship them all the way here to Sweden in about 1973 or so. Back then, he was like the fifth person in Sweden to have congas drums, and at about 14, he was definitely the youngest of his time. So, here he is now, having been part of 25 bands during his lifetime so far. His old friend just passed away, and even though he's burdened with sorrow and intrusive thoughts that always comes after passing, he still finds this focus in the darkness on all of these glimpses of light, like the stars on the night sky. Because... The pain reminds him of all that he has to be thankful for. In short, he says, it hurts right now because it meant something. If it didn't, it wouldn't hurt. So by feeling deeply, you know that something actually really meant something to you. And having experienced that meaningfulness is a privilege in itself. And that, my friends, is the meaning of the collateral beauty. It hurts because it meant something. Thinking back to my teenage years, I could get this feeling of calmness while having a fight with a boyfriend that could ultimately lead to us breaking up. In the middle of all these feelings rushing through my body, there was still this calmness, because I knew that one day I will feel nostalgia over this memory, and whatever happens, I'm happy that I got to experience this relationship and all that it has taught me. That is the collateral beauty. During my first heartbreak, I was left with a lot of unanswered questions and doubts. The typical thing is that the first heartbreak is the worst one of a lifetime. And through this whole experience, I thought, yeah, this hurts like hell and I don't know how long it will hurt. But even if it would hurt forever, I still got this whole first love experience. A lot of people never get to experience that kind of intense, wholehearted, pure first love. And I can truly say that I experienced it fully. Especially when my future 16-year-old daughter comes home crying after her first heartbreak. I will now be equipped to handle that situation. And <laughs> that is the collateral beauty. I also had to find answers to all of those questions that were left hanging. And some I have to deal with never getting any answers to. As confusing as that can be, there is also this beauty in not knowing all the answers finding them for yourself and learning about a relationship that happened a lot of years ago continuously through life. That is the collateral beauty. Me finding understanding in why I was abused by my teacher as a child for having dyslexia is the collateral beauty because I know now that it didn't even have anything to do with me in the first place. The teacher had probably been abused throughout their childhood and didn't have the capacity to turn that hurt into healing. Therefore, continuing to abuse others instead of turning it into their life's purpose to make sure that nobody ever suffered the way that they did ever again. But I have that capacity. There is so much power in that knowledge and in the statement itself. And that is by definition the collateral beauty. Me abusing my body with eating disorders for five years and finally getting the understanding that my body was never the enemy in the first place 
is collateral beauty because a special type of love grows when you understand the colossal love and patience your body has shown you while you were abusing it. Not to talk about the life force and strength it has made so evident. That in itself is so unbelievably beautiful. Me having this life-changing close-to-death experience during my second burnout and understanding that I never really lived for myself and wasn't in fact happy and turning that knowledge into a spiritual awakening, a self-healing journey, a lifelong commitment to self-healing, self-love and self-care ended up happier and freer than ever, finally feeling like I am living every second. That is the magic of the collateral beauty. So, now I ask you, when have you experienced the collateral beauty? What did it feel like? What was the message this experience tried to give you? What did you learn from it? Does or did focusing on the collateral beauty change your perception? Thank you for being with me during this episode. I hope you liked it and the next time life throws you a real curveball, just observe the situation. See if you can get a glimpse of the stars on your temporary night sky. Because maybe, just maybe, you get a glimpse of the colossal collateral beauty. Have a great day, guys. See you next time.